I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by Kaleida Health. Hour number two on a Monday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. It's a Bills victory Monday. Two days removed from Buffalo's 32-29. Last second field goal win over the Dolphins to improve to 11-3 on the season and clinch a playoff berth for the fourth straight year. Set to join us now is a guy that took it all in in person and has thawed out well, it wasn't really that cold here, to be quite honest. And the snow during the game was a little disappointing. It showed up way late. Michael Robinson here from NFL Network. How are we doing, Michael? I'm doing great, guys. First of all, I'm a little I'm a little bit warmer here back at home in Richmond, Virginia. I don't know what you're talking about it not being cold. I was freezing, but I had a great <laughs> time. And what a home field advantage. Forget what the referee said. I love the snowballs. I love it all, man. It was <laughs> awesome. And to see Bills fans with just hats on, no shirts, all of that, you built a little bit different if you walk around Buffalo, New York without a shirt on. It was awesome. I had a great time, guys. I thought one of the things that I took away from that was that the Dolphins aren't going anywhere. I mean, they're a playoff caliber team, but that's mm-hmm. the rivalry that was so strong during my play, my games or my time in the, with the team and, and years subsequent to that. This rivalry between the Dolphins and Bills looks like it's going to be around for a while. Yeah, it does look like it's going to be around for a while. And as we're talking about the snow and, you know, the number one seed and trying to get home field advantage and just that exciting environment, like, to me, what a home field advantage. I I think I put a video out there on Instagram early Saturday morning just talking about the cold, talking about talking about the snow. People talk about going to Miami, right, week three, right, and they put the visitor's um, a, a bench right in the sun. It's built that way, right? What a home field advantage. It's all good, right? Guys go down there, get cramps. It's a home field advantage for the Miami Dolphins. As soon as I got into the stadium and we saw our set right there in Buffalo, I looked into the stands and there was snow on the seats. And I looked around, I looked at Steve Smith. I talked to Steve Smith and MJD and I said, bro, if they're not going to clear the seats, I mean, there's going to be some snowballs being thrown, man. Look, I ain't going to lie to you guys. I know that the refs got upset with it. But I was okay with it, man. I ain't going to even lie. That's a home field advantage. If you're not going to clear the seats, snow got to go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I, and they've been doing that for decades because I remember Mike Ditka when he was coaching the Bears getting hit in an ear hole uh, with a snowball when he was coaching the Bears. So they've been doing that for quite a while. Um, speaking of one Steve Smith, Mike Robb, uh, there was a little bit of a well, – incident is a strong word – a little bit of a back and forth between you and Steve – after he uh, he put his hands on you, what exactly was going on on that NFL Network set? 
Yeah, man, Steve's my guy. I love my OG uh, Steve Smith, man. But I, sometimes he gets a little excited. We're getting into a debate. And, um, you know, sometimes he doesn't use his words all the way. And he kind of like pushed me in my head like, yeah, man, you're the reason we out here in all this snow. And it was, and it just hit me like, whoa, did somebody just put their hands up against my head? It's all good. I just had to let him know, man, that ain't going to that, that go. That ain't going to be good if we do that again. But it's all good. It was all fun and games. But at the end of the day, man. Uh, when you're out there on TV, you're on the te- television set and people see us, netred.com comes on. There is no script. We're going, we're live, and sometimes things get down like that. Yeah, that's, and it, it is. You get out on that sideline, and, and I know this as an old former player, you are the same way, and Steve's the same way. You start seeing those guys, mm-hmm. you start to, you start to go back in time and start, the adrenaline <laughs> starts to go. And, and, you know, you, the thing comes on, you, you're with your boys and you let's go, you know, and it's, it's pretty exciting to be down there, particularly on a night like that. That game between the, the Finns and the, and the Bills was so anticipated across the, the conference and in this city, particularly. And I know the media was looking for it too. There was a lot of people showing up looking for that game to be a, a nasty game out, and it was. So I, I get the adrenaline pump you guys felt pregame. <laughs> Yeah, it was it, it was awesome, man. I was talking to Colleen Wolf before the game too. This was her first snow game, so just taking the pictures and just taking it, taking it all in. But you talked about a little bit earlier how we were expecting it to be a nasty game earlier, and then the snow kind of came late, like within the fourth quarter, deep into the fourth quarter. And one of the biggest, one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest things that I saw uh, just watching this game when the snow started coming down harder, one offense, um stayed operating just like it was sunny outside. You didn't see any difference. And that was the Buffalo Bills offense because you got that man with that bazooka of a right arm and Josh Allen. And by the way, Josh Allen was awesome in our post-game interview. It was awesome. He was awesome when I did the interview last week as well. But the Buffalo Bills offense, they just did what they did. The Miami Dolphins offense had to do some different things to get the ball downfield. They had to kind of, from a formation, from a shift standpoint, they had to try to fool the Buffalo Bills defense. And so, to me, it came down to the abilities of the quarterback. And I know we've we, we've talked about uh, at nauseum earlier in the season how Tua Tonga Valoa uh, came in this came in in this season with some issues. And, that, you know, and then over the last you know first few months of the season, he was he was balling out. He was doing his thing. But at the end of the day, if you don't have an arm or strong arm like a Josh Allen, if you don't have, the, you know, the, the physical abilities like a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, you know, or Jalen Hurts or some of the some of the primetime quarterbacks in the National Football League, when you get into weather, when you get into January and February, which you're going to have to encounter some weather unless you get the number one seed. If you don't have one of those guys with those um, with those great abilities, it's going to be tough to win games in the National Football League. All right. So you referenced how you spoke to Josh after the game. You also mentioned how you had a sit down prior. What was something you took away from your sit down with Josh that maybe you didn't know about him prior to speaking with him? Well, um, obviously you think that like all franchise quarterbacks have to have that, you know, that it factor, that franchise, that, I don't know, kind of that presence about them, right? You know, you, you think that, and I, and I assumed that I had met Josh before, but just seeing him coming, you know, he, he, he got onto the camera, sat down and was like, and the first thing he said was Mike Rob. And it was just like, Whoa, you know what I mean? He, it was like we were boys. It was like he understood. He understood like, yo, you've been out here pushing the brand. You've been out here, you know, Bill's Mafia, all of those things. You're one of us. And he and he kind of accepted me that way. And to me, that's a sign of a franchise quarterback. That's a sign of a franchise quarterback that's very conscious of the moment. He knows exactly uh, kind of what's going on. And even in the postgame set when, um, you know, I, I praised about those snowballs, but they were throwing snowballs at the set, too. And, I, you know, I think they were some of the fans were just doing it just to kind of be funny. And Josh stood up like right before we came back on camera was like, guys, stop. That can't happen no more. And the snowball stopped. And I think there was a Miami Dolphins fan that threw a snowball. And Josh said, get him out of here. Like he directed the entire um, he directed all of the fans. It was like he was the orchestrator of all this energy coming out of Buffalo. He's one of those guys, man. And and I know you guys have heard me say it before. He's one of those guys, one of the five or six individuals walking this planet that can will a team to a win with just the abilities that he possesses, his eyes, his arms, his legs. And then he had nerve to sign some Josh Jacks for me. Guys, I mean, you know, it doesn't have any cereal in it right now. You know what I mean? And my kids are going to eat it. But at the end of the day, 
to give me this, I'm gonna get this thing uh put on up in in my man cave here a little bit later on today. But yeah, one of the things I learned is just that I mean the dude is a franchise quarterback. I think the Buffalo Bills are in good hands for the next 20 years. Well, you think about this. Let me give you some stats about the Bills. Their last 20 football games that go in back into last season, um, they're 16 and four in their last 20 games. Their their four losses. One was the over six point overtime loss to Kansas City Chiefs in last year's divisional round playoffs. Mm-hmm. Then they had a two point loss at Miami. They had a three point three loss. point loss to the Jets and a three mm-hmm. point loss at home in overtime to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they're a hard team to beat. That doesn't mean, and their four of their last five games have been one score games, and they've they're four and some four and zero oh in their last four one score games. Um, they're a pretty hard team to beat. And they're coming down three games left in the regular season. Um, they got, there's a, they're in the one seed for a reason. And even though these games haven't been pretty all the time, and they've, you know, it looks like they haven't been hitting on all cylinders at times, they've got guys injured, they are still 16-4 and four over their last 20 with three of those four losses coming by le- three points or less. Um, what does that say about the where they're at right now going forward? Um, and I know I give a lot of praise to this man on this show, but it, it's Brandon Bean, guys. It, it, it's the guy who goes shopping for the groceries, so to speak, for the players. It, it's the it's the guy who brings in high character guys. It's the guy that can. It's the it, it's the it's the guy that brought in um, the 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 players who can survive all of their secondary being out at one point. Everybody, everybody was hurt at one point during this season. And to have the depth to be able to survive that, to have the waves of rushers to be able to get after the quarterback. Oh, to understand that you needed a you, you needed a guy in Von Miller. And so you go out in the offseason, you go get him. Oh, and Von Miller gets hurt. And you still survive that. You still go out there. You still are able to get after the quarterback. I thought Gregory Rousseau, I thought da- Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, I saw those guys walking walking the field before the game. Those guys gave us some love before the game, but I thought they they showed up. They moved the line of scrimmage, and I thought Leslie Frazier always calls a great game. Sometimes I get a little upset with that two-safety high all the time. You know what I mean? I don't like giving up the space in the run game, but at the end of the day, Leslie Frazier understands we're going to bend but don't break, and when we get in the red zone, we're gonna, we're gonna, the, the vice is going to tighten. And you're not going to be able to score points. No, by the way, we got one of those guys on the other side that can get the ball down the field at any time. It's just great job playing complimentary football. And this is a great roster, guys. So to know that you're 16 and four, that we're 16 and four in the last 20 games, it's not a shocker at the end of the day because of the type of players that we have in the Buffalo Bills locker room. All right, so let's flip it over to the offensive side. You already mentioned, you know, some of Josh's exploits. I thought this week was the first time in about a month that we saw him zipping some downfield throws more than he had, and whether that was a byproduct of the elbow injury, we, we may never know, but it was encouraging to see that. I was even more encouraged to see the execution in the red zone. You know, they go four for four. They would have been five for five if they didn't kick the thing at the end um, because Singletary gave himself up on his way to the end zone wisely to have them burn their last time out. Josh Allen, after the game, referenced Ken Dorsey and his – um, plan to change things up in the red zone. He had a whole new script of plays for the red zone this week. Maybe it's because you're playing a team for the second time, division opponent. Mm-hmm. They know you, all of that. But the execution was on point down there, too. And in the last four games now, Mike, the Bills are 11 for 13 in the red zone. Are they picking up steam at just the right time here? Absolutely, man. You want to be building steam. You want to be building momentum going into the playoffs. You don't want to be plateauing. And that's exactly what this Bills offense is doing in terms of the red zone, uh, a part of this offense. And I thought Ken Dorsey, the play caller for for the Buffalo Bills, did a great job this past game. Again, he was taking his walk pregame, got a chance to talk to him uh, just a little bit. But I thought he did a great job of using Stefan Diggs as the chess piece. I just finished watching um, the all 22 for the second time. And in the red zone, you use the fact that defenses are going to identify where Stefan Diggs is. They're going to say, okay, where is that guy? We got to make sure definitely we got one set of eyes on him, but probably another set of eyes. And if that other set of eyes um, has another key, maybe stay on Stefan Diggs a little bit longer. And I thought 
Ken Dorsey did a great job again using uh Stefan Diggs as that as that coverage dictator, right? You put him out there, you see how the defense is going to respond to him. That last uh touchdown to Dawson Knox kind of that 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 little seven route that Josh threw to him through an absolutely beautiful pass. The reason why Dawson Knox was open is because of the way that the defense responded to Steph Diggs coming on the underneath underneath route. Two sets of eyes went to Stephon Diggs. Two bodies went to Stephon Diggs, left a, a gaping hole in the back of that defense. But that's what this game is all about, guys. Through the first 12 to 13 weeks of the season, you're just getting all the information that you need to get. And then as a play caller, you're able to use that information to kind of have counter punches later on in the season. So I expect... Uh, Ken Dorsey to do even more of that, especially with Josh Allen's legs, the closer you get down to the red zone. So they're getting down close to it. They're going to Chicago, and we thought it was cold in Buffalo. It's going to be way <laughs> colder in Chicago this weekend. Maybe no snow or not as much snow, but it's going to be way colder. And you're playing a Bears team. I mean, they've lost seven in a row, okay? And that sounds like, wow, they're they're struggling. But you know what? <clears throat> they lost by five to they the lost Eagles. By, they lost Yesterday. by three to the Dolphins, one to the Detroit Lions, three to the Atlanta Falcons, and they lost by five to the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a, this is a Bears team that's not going to they've, – they've dropped some other teams too. They dropped by, by nine to the Packers. They got beat pretty bad by the New York Jets. But they are hanging tough with a lot of teams on their schedule that are actually pretty quality football teams. They're not going away. And Justin Fields – seems to be having the year where he says, you know, I am going to be the, the future quarterback of the Chicago Bears, and if they build a team around me, we might win. Um, so what about this Bears game coming up on Saturday? Well, first of all, I think when you look at Justin Fields and, and the Chicago Bears uh, offense specifically, they found their identity. And their identity is getting the ball in their quarterback's hands and allowing him to run all, you know, run all over the field and using that piece of their offense as a chess piece to force the defense to have to, to, to defend the quarterback run game. And then it opens up some opportunities on the outside. So that's one of the things that Chicago Bears have found to work, um, in this season. Number two, Justin Fields' running ability, I, I didn't think he would have this type of running ability in the National Football League. I knew he had movement ability, but I don't look at Justin Fields as a runner. I look at him, I look at him as a passer with special running ability. And right now, I think they're just using his legs and using that running ability to generate offense and make, and make the playmakers on the outside get an opportunity to get one on one to win this game. Whenever a defender, and I hope Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano and Ed Oliver and those guys, Gregory Rousseau and, and Jordan Poirier, who I know wants to get back um, uh, on the football for He missed a couple of tackles this past week that I know he wants to atone for. Um, whenever they get hands on Justin Fields, he has to feel that he has been tackled by one of the top defenses in the National Football League. And look, guys, I'm not saying hurt anybody. Look, I'm, I was a former player. I don't want I don't want any injuries, anything like that. But there is a competitive thing to this. There's a competitive nature to this. And when if a quarterback wants to go out there and run the football as much as Justin Fields runs the football and as much as this offense leans on him running the football, when he gets hit, when you touch him, you got he, he has to feel it. And again, the reason why I don't think he's he's a, a true runner with the football is that when he did get hurt a little bit earlier, it was just one of those um, he tripped kind of fell a little bit wrong and he had a he had a little bit of a shoulder injury real runners don't always fall that way and get hurt so at the end of the day hit Justin Fields get some turnovers I think we win the game pretty easily yeah Chicago very quietly is the number one rushing team in football and it's due in part to Fields rushing exploits and as Steve mentioned mm -hmm. National Weather Service in Chicago Saturday potential blizzard conditions Thursday into Friday and then on Saturday Winds 25 to 35 miles per hour sustained with wind gusts problem. possibly higher. It's the wind more than the cold, but we may have two quarterbacks running all over the yard on Saturday. Um, you know, I mean, I know the Bills are sixth in defending the run. Chicago, not so great, 27th. I mean, we have, might have two quarterbacks over 100 rushing yards on Saturday, Mike. We might have two quarterbacks over 100 rushing yards, but I'd be upset if Josh Allen went over 100 rushing yards because I don't want to see him running it that much. But at the end of the day, this is an opportunity for, you know, for Ken Dorsey and this offense and this offensive line, Roger Saffold, all of those guys to get the running game going from the running back position. All right. I thought James Cook and Devin Singletary did a good job with their opportunities, but I think this is a game where 
the run the, the running game from the running back position, we should start to get this thing cranking and get it ready for the playoffs. Well, last one from me, Mike. You're right. Um, the Bears can run it, and the Bills, they showed it last week against the Dolphins. They gave up 188 yards on the ground against the Dolphins in a game where the Dolphins had like just over 400 yards of total offense. So most of it was on the ground. Uh, you're playing a Bears team that can run it. They're good at it. But the Bills don't come out of their nickel defense for anybody. This game, you're playing a team that's number one running it and 32 passing it. Um, is it time for AJ Klein? <laughs> yeah, maybe you, maybe this is a game where you go in against the analytics, go to the analytics, and you say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna throw everybody's analytics off because in this game we're gonna go 100 percent three linebackers and invite them to try and beat us through the air. With AJ Klein on the on the field, three linebackers on the field instead of Taron Johnson, um, it may be a chance for the Bills to get outside that box. But then, in in my opinion, ain't nothing broke about their defense. I don't know why you'd have to do that, right? So it's a tough call. That's how I feel, bro. Right. That's exactly how I feel. And, and I agree with you from a you know from a mental standpoint from a football IQ standpoint yeah. this team doesn't throw it too much you look at what the Miami Dolphins and and coach McDaniel and that run game tried to do most of those big time runs were weak runs running right to uh number 7 right yeah. to Teron Johnson it's a smart play. you know what i'm saying and don't get me wrong he does a great job playing the run with his size and all of that does a great job with all the motions and shifts but yeah this might be an opportunity where you think about three linebackers but it's tough cuz he plays the run so well and this defense with all this nickel, plays the run pretty well. I just think it comes down to, again, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, those guys in the inside, those defensive tackles. If they can make, if they can uh, penetrate and um, be playmakers against those double teams of the run game of the Chicago Bears and not just put out arm tackles, but actually bring them back down, I don't think it's going to matter whether we're in nickel or base. It's going to start with those defensive tackles in the middle of that defense. All right, Mike, thanks as always. Good to catch up with you. We're glad you enjoyed your time in Buffalo this past weekend. We will catch up with you next week. Thank you, guys. And before I, before I let you guys go, I have to say thank you to Bill's Mafia. Like, everywhere I went, all up and down Chippewa, all, I mean, I was at the Western downtown. Everywhere I went, I'm not a Hall of Famer, guys, but everywhere I went, somebody knew who real Mike Rob was. I didn't buy coffee all week. Thank you, guys, man. This is one of the best fan bases in all of football. I appreciate you guys. See you guys next week. All right, all right Mike. Man. Take it easy. Glad you enjoyed it. Thank That's you. NFL Network's Michael Robinson joining us as he does every week after Bills games. We'll catch up with him next week after the Bills and Bears. Steve, National Weather Service in Chicago, okay? I'm going to give you the full breath of Again? this. All right, here we go. Saturday Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, a winter storm will impact the region Thursday into Saturday with potential blizzard conditions Thursday evening into Friday evening. If possible, those traveling should begin to consider alternate travel plans. Bitterly cold air and strong winds 
will bring dangerously cold conditions from Friday through Sunday. Key messages for this late week winter storm. The worst conditions will be Thursday night into Friday night. Too early to discuss specific snowfall amounts. Regardless of snow amounts, the greatest hazard will be possible blizzard conditions from the very strong winds with blowing and drifting snow. And then they talk about lakeshore flooding and some other stuff. Um, Confidence. I love when the National Weather Service throws this out. They have a confidence subheader. (laughs) High confidence in dangerous cold, strong winds, possibly damaging, blowing and drifting snow. Less confidence in which areas will be impacted most severely by snow amounts and drifting snow. I told you, man. Here's the thing. Chicago sits on the eastern side of Lake Michigan down in the bottom. The the lake shore in Chicago actually goes north-south, or that's what they think about it. Uh, yeah, it sits at the bottom of Lake Michigan, Yes, right? but it's it's to the w- western edge. Okay, western So edge. it's on the – they actually consider the lake north – the shore north-south. It's not quite north-south, but that's how they consider it. Gotcha. And so it's on the opposite side. Like for Buffalo, we sit on the eastern edge of Lake Erie, and we get those lake effect snows. It's the opposite for Chicago. And the wind comes across the Great Plains, and there's nothing stopping it, right? So there's it comes nothing in, in the way. It is it, – the wind whips, and dude – when they say dangerous cold, it's dangerous. Yeah. Seriously. Well, I mean, they're saying the forecast high in terms of temperature reading is 10. But with 30-mile-an-hour winds, Dude. the wind chill is about 12 to 15 below now. Yeah. Yeah. It's – oh, man. It's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. We've got a native Chicagoan joining us next. Our own Bills reporter, Maddie Glab, is coming up with the Maddie Awards after the latest Bills victory. Matty Glab coming your way next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, and one Matty Glab, Bills reporter, joining us here. <laughs> I hope that didn't get out there. I'm as gonna, we uh, <laughs> as I was we uh, giving some advice. We're is, just discussing travel. That's and the right. Break which and is how to get to Chicago. You're a little, yeah, Chris mentioned you're Chicago native. Yep. So I've I've been Born pounding the table that it's cold. Dangerous cold so in Chicago. The way to describe it is you breathe in when it gets to the negative temperatures and your nose hairs instantly <laughs> freeze. freeze. Yeah. Instantly freeze. It is it's, so it's a different type of cold. Yeah. I was in Edmonton in February at one point in time and that happened to me as soon as I walked out of the airport like, terminal. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. go inside. I was just like, Whoa, what the heck just happened? <laughs> yeah, it kinda hurts. It's real. Yeah, it is real. All right. We have to uh digress from that conversation momentarily because it is time as we do after every Bills victory, for the Maddie Awards presented by Energy Mark, the official energy supplier to the Buffalo Bills. Maddie, welcome. Uh, another Bills victory. It's five, five in a row now. Three humongo division wins. Three and um, So where do we begin this week? So we're just going to begin with our quarterback who is just larger than life and what he's able to do on the field. We're calling him the magic man. That's the award he's getting this week because he makes plays happen when it looks like there's no chance. That touchdown pass that he had to James Cook, extending the play, heading to the sideline, looked like nobody was open, tosses the ball up, and it's six points on the scoreboard. Incredible. That two-point attempt that he had, being able to break the plane just inches, inches, maybe even centimeters, not even. Not not even. even. Not yeah. even oh, we're going to the metric system? We're the metric system okay. here. Wow. Maybe a centimeter. Maybe a centimeter. I mean, who can do that? His 44-yard rush that he was able to just kind of break off on his own. Four touchdown passes in that game. The clock management that he had on that final drive yeah. of the game just to, to bleed that clock out. Six minutes, basically. When he was hot at different points during the game, I know they had that stretch where they went punt, 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 fumble. But when he was hot, it was really fun to watch when he was wheeling and dealing. And I think every game we're kind of seeing the last couple weeks, this right elbow situation deal is not really a situation anymore. He's looking more and more like himself. And then when you are in the conversation of tying Dan Marino for most touchdowns in a player's first five seasons – seasons you're doing something right so josh allen he was a magic man in that win it's funny because (laughs) we talk about oh what an unbelievable play and then at the end of the half 
guy did it two weeks ago in New England, the same exact thing. Yeah. Came, <laughs> yeah. just, that's just what same he does. Thing. Yeah, and it's the same, that same play, rolling out to his right, going out of bounds, mm-hmm. throws it to Dawson Knox in the playoff game wait, against the Patriots. Wait, 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 He throws wait. it to Steph Diggs. Oh, that's right, rocket. the Patriots yeah. game, too. Mm-hmm. He throws it a playoffs. rocket down the sidelines in the first jet, the jet game here in Buffalo last year. He throws a rocket down the sidelines as he's going out of bounds with a guy hanging on his shoulder. Same play. Oh, Diggs. You're Diggs. Diggs uh, he does the same thing in Miami, rolling out to his right, throws a deep, goes it way across the field, down down close, hits Diggs. Oh, under the uprights. Under the uprights, where yeah. Diggs fell down and got back up. <laughs> no, well, let's just go down the list. I mean, he does that. Yeah. And... Yeah, well, there you go. Another it's day still at the amazing. We haven't gotten over it. Yeah, you it's never still get amazing. you never get tired of it. No. Oh no, I don't get tired of it at all. It's just, I, I, it's uncanny how he just keeps doing it over and over and over and over again. And it's yeah. working. Like it's you know. Oh, I do this every week. Thanks for thanks for watching. He'll yeah. probably do it in the waning moments of a Super Bowl to win it. All right, next Ooh, up, sounds uh, that good. sounds good to me. I'll yeah. sign up for that. Uh, the He's Back Award. He's back. That is Tredavious White himself. Three passes defensed against the Dolphins. Almost had an interception there. He was so close a, a couple of times. Really close one time. I think we're waiting to see that interception that he's hopefully going to get in the next couple of games. Um, played in 100% of the snaps. He really is starting to look like himself, being an impactful player. And I think we knew it was going to take some time, right, coming back from that ACL tear, starting to get some reps, you know, small percentage the snaps now he is a full-time starter again for this team and I think from here we can only go up because it was great to see him uh, make some plays now who knows how often he's going to get targeted because he did have a really good game uh, against the Dolphins he wasn't really targeted in the game before against the Jets Um, but when he was targeted he was a force yeah he uh, he had three uh, pass breakups in the first half of that Mm -hmm. Dolphins game this last week so he was he looked like uh, his old self, and he was he was loving it when the ball came at him and yeah. he knocked it away. It was fun. F- good to see. You're right. Next one, Matty Ward, the ice in his veins. Ice award. in his veins. He got, he got cold-blooded last week. It's Tyler Bass for showing up again in big-time moments and executing with the game on the line and the snow in his face. His teammates... Moved all the snow, so he had a plot of land to kick the field goal. It wasn't a long field goal by any means, but it was so, so big. He's 27 of 30 this year. That's 90% uh, a career high for him right now if he, he keeps on that track. I mean, he's been money this season. Not easy to do. What He's he's had some really great field goals um, this season in, in big moments, in game-winning moments, and he has just answered the call time and time again. Yeah. Ravens yeah. week four. Uh, had the late one against the Lions. Mm-hmm. 28-20. I mean, they have a bunch of field goal wins, and it's because of him. And I wondered about this. I don't think he thought about it. I did because uh, I just – we've got a lot of scar tissue here in Buffalo. <laughs> and I thought of – you know, he's 27 of 30, as you pointed out, Maddie. I believe only two of, only one of those failed attempts was a true miss. The other two, I think, were blocked. One definitely was down in Miami mm-hmm. in week three. So even though it's a close field goal and it's relatively easy, even in snowy conditions, it's hard not to think that Miami's like, well, we got him in week three. Let's, go, let's really get yeah. after this thing and get a hand up, and maybe mm-hmm. we can get lucky. Yeah. So I don't know. I yeah, guess I never feel like anything's a gimme anymore. He's a real, he's a real force. He, the Bills are 6-3 and three in one-score games. They're 4-0 and oh in one-score games over the last five games. Remember when that was weeks. the storyline? Yeah. They can't win um, the one-score games? Yeah. No, yeah. We were talking we about that earlier. <laughs> that, to me, yeah. I mean – they're, they've played so well. We were saying this, Matty. They're, they're 16 and 4 in their last 20 games. Mm-hmm. And the six point loss they took to the Chiefs in the 13 second game, uh, last division round, they've lost three games this season by a total of eight points. They're a tough out. And Tyler Bass is one of the reasons why. And, and, and I was right. He's money. Two of his three misses were, were blocks. blocks. His right. only true miss, 55 yards. In what game was That's that? That's okay. In? You know? I'd have to look it up. I'll look see. it up too. Yeah, but it's that, right here. He's... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It was in the eighth game, which okay. was what was that week eight? That was Jets eighth game. Right after fifty-five yarder. Hold on. One, two, now three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, the Jets <laughs> now game. Doing math. Fifty-five yarder missed against yes. the Jets. Right. 
So there you go. All right, next award, the Energizer Award. Ooh, the Energizer. I'm giving this to the snow because it seemed like when the snow started to fall in the fourth quarter there, mm. just something got into Bills Mafia, something got into the team, the Bills players on the field. It injected energy into the crowd, into the Bills. To finish the game, the Bills go touchdown, they force a punt on defense, and then they hold the ball for six minutes and kick a field goal to win it. I think the snow played a little bit of a part here. It it just it was poetic justice at the end, watching that snow fall, watching the Bills come to life, watching the crowd and their energy that they had in the final minutes of the game. It was it was so yeah, cool. The, the crowd was into it big time. Um, you know, for we for the conversations we had and Murph mentioned it, there were 70,700 tickets to share. The whole place was full. It was Every rocking. corner was full. Uh, and as always, the Bills, you know, they always they clear the aisles, but the seats you got to kind of clean yeah. yourself. And uh, it, it was an amazing night. It was one of those nights that people anticipated it might be like that, and, it, and I thought it, it filled the bill. It was a 32-29 win, tough game all throughout, mm-hmm. and the home team came from eight points down in the fourth quarter to win it. And it I think the big. reason that – people got so amped when the snow showed up is because all we heard all week was it's going to be snowing oh, during the game yeah. and then all of a sudden we get to kick off and it's up. clear as day and then finally in the fourth quarter they're like oh yeah bring it on like, <laughs> right. people are just going <laughs> bananas yeah exactly all right, the Count on Me Award. Count on Me is going to our role players getting involved, James Cook, Naeem Hines, and Quentin Morris. I mean, I love watching players who aren't normally involved in the offense as much as we see guys like Stefan Diggs and, and Gabe Davis and Josh Allen, of course, and Devin Singletary. Seeing some different names get involved in the mix and get thrown touchdown passes. When these guys don't get too many targets, it is important to – do the right thing when the ball is thrown your way. That Quentin Morris touchdown was a beautiful ball thrown by Josh Allen, and it was a great grab by Quentin Morris. Uh, James Cook, the, the touchdown catch that he had when Josh Allen was extending the play, James Cook helped extend that play as well. I thought that was a mature heads-up play by a rookie. And Naheem Hines' first touchdown mm-hmm. as a Buffalo Bill, he was ready when the ball was thrown his way. It's good to get some guys like this involved now in December, right before the playoffs are going to hit. Because like we've heard Sean McDermott say, like we've heard Ken Dorsey say, um, there were some new plays that the offense introduced uh, into the game plan against the Dolphins, and they were able to run them. And I would assume that's going to be the same going forward when you're in the playoffs and when people have a whole season of tape on you. Well, yeah, and when you can go to different guys and they come through for you, Mm -hmm. now you're suddenly a harder team to defend as well. Because it's not, hey, we put all this attention on Diggs and they burned us with these three guys. Like, maybe we have to think differently about how to defend these guys. I was interesting, I mentioned that, of the four TDs, none of them were to a wide receiver. And, you know, that just never happens. Usually Diggs, Davis, you yeah. know, McKenzie. And, of course, Dawson Knox catches them. But, man, oh, man, um, an interesting game in the way it turned out. Yeah. Let's right, go so- to around the league now. You've got a, count, uh, a shout, shout out. out award. Shout out to Zay Jones and the Jaguars. The Jags getting a big win over the Cowboys. A really good defense. They they put forty against the Cowboys defense. They put up forty. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins had that game winning pick six. That was epic to watch. Zay Jones. Three touchdown catches. He's been heating up lately in the NFL. I think a lot of us have probably picked him up uh, in fantasy football on waivers. <laughs> if he wasn't already picked up in your league, I picked up. I picked him up in one of my leagues and started him this week. You and say, I was like, "Oh my gosh, three touchdown catches!" You say we like all of us are in the playoffs in our fantasy league. You know, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in five I leagues this win, year, I so I'm in, in a couple oh, playoffs. Right. Yeah, well, listen, I was in a win and in scenario when we the last week of the regular season and you beat me so just there you go i know that was sorry, a shot sorry very quickly there. maddie the best very game uh, award the best game the world cup final i mean we had some incredible nfl games on saturday and sunday but that world cup final holy moly that took the cake watching messi and mbappe go at it a hat trick for mbappe messi finally gets one it was it was amazing i was sitting on my couch watching it like is is this real life it, it was so cool, incredible. It, Wish I was there. Like, I love, I love sports. In that moment, I feel like sports fans are just right. like 
this is amazing, and I'm so glad I watch sports. I'll say it was so good. And, you know, I, we, we've been kind of keeping up yeah. with it. Brownie's a big soccer guy, and, I, and so I kind of got infected with it over this, this last uh, World Cup. And I was, way, I, I was invested, and I was into it. And it's the kind of finish that will win a lot of people here in the United States into saying, you know what, I'm going to give soccer yeah, a chance. It was awesome. that good. The final was that good uh, between two guys and the storylines behind it, which mm-hmm. were filled in by the, the, the commentators. The goalkeepers. The goalkeepers, all of it. Oh and then the penalty kick strategies, all of that stuff. It could not have gone better. And I think that kind of event does garner people who are like, eh, I don't know, into saying, all right, I'll give it a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say, hey, they're fans for life and all that. But you yeah. know what? They're going to they're gonna look at soccer a little differently now because I, I certainly do. As a guy who yeah. is not a soccer guy, I before hope so this World because Cup. you know in this country sometimes soccer even now is still a punching bag as far as a sport, a watchable sport. And look, I people are going to you know detract from it, and that's fine. You know, there's there's some people you just can't convince or win sure. over, and mm-hmm. you know I understand that. Um, but I I'm with you, Steve. I hope that game really showed people how amazing it can be to watch, especially when everything was on the line like yeah. it was. Uh, in that game yesterday, yesterday morning, yeah, yesterday, yesterday morning. morning, yeah, um, so good stuff, unbelievable, good unbelievable wild. finish. Yeah. Thank you, Maddie. We appreciate those Maddie Awards, and we hope there is an edition of the Maddie Awards after the Christmas Eve game the we following Monday. Too. Keep it rolling. Let's go Sixth Street. <laughs> All right, so that's Bills Woo-hoo. reporter Maddie Glab. Safe travels to Chicago this weekend for Christmas. Hopefully it happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. For for not just you, the team as well. (laughs) We'll take a break. Be back with more, including sound bits, next here on One Bills Live. All right. Welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And it is time now for us to go to sound bits, presented by Tim Hortons, quarterback Josh Allen, safety Jordan Poyer, defensive lineman Shaq Lawson. Talk about clinching a playoff berth for the fourth consecutive season. I mean, yeah, we're going to the postseason. I think this is the, uh, what is it, the fifth time out of six, five out of six. I mean, that's pretty damn awesome, if you ask me, um, to be able to have a chance to play in the postseason. Um, Job's not finished. Obviously, we want to continue to get better. You know, just coming here, moving my family here years ago, um, Terry and Kim given given me and my family an opportunity to, to do this for the first time and um, you know really just um, a product of great people really great people around our organization uh, I'm one piece of it really and uh, very humbling um, like I said before glory to God for his blessings um, and just happy to be a small part of it it was great to be a part of I, ain't, I just thought about it too we clinched the playoff spot and last time we clinched the playoff spot, I was on IR, so it's about my first time actually being part of the playoffs. You feel me? So, hey, it was amazing. I had to jump in the crowd. That's the number one thing Coach McDermott preaches is playoff caliber. Can't win the Super Bowl unless you make the playoffs. So, um, that's goal number one down. Um, goal number two now is to clinch the division. Um, and then again, that's that's how we'll take it. We'll take it one game at a time. Be ready for next week. It makes it all that much. Uh, more worthwhile when you can get a win and you can and you can get back to the playoffs uh, at home and you go through a game like this. This is a that's a tough football team. They're a good football team and um, you know it took everything we had to, to pull this one out tonight and so it just it just makes it uh, special right when you can do that and um, you know like I said humbling really that's that's really how I feel about it. Heather is just um, you know humble to be a part of it uh, in, in this great town. Um, that doesn't get as as much credit as it as it deserves, honestly. And the fans, I mean, this place is this place is unique. So those are sound bits presented by Tim Hortons and Steve uh, Peter King in his Football Morning uh, in America column commented on the Bills' performance in snowy or super cold weather, and. Basically, his take on cold weather games for the Bills is the following. I laugh when I hear people say the Bills are a better dome team than an iceberg team. The last two games in ice station zebra weather, Bills 44, Patriots 7 last January. He's got that a little wrong. It was 47-17. And 32-29 over the Dolphins Saturday night. So he has the total as 76 points. 
It's actually 79 points in eight quarters of awful cold weather. Kill the better in a dome team narrative. So, yeah, because we see that still out there. The bills, the bills are good against everybody and in any condition. They're the Super Bowl favorite because of that reason, because of their quarterback, because of their defense, because of their uh, ability to move the football, to run the football, both with their quarterback and their running backs. The way they handled that game, this game against the Dolphins, in the waning moments of the first half and then the final drive of the game, that's unbelievable. That's dominant football. That's a pro-caliber playoff caliber, Super Bowl contending type of team. They've lost three games by eight points this year. And then two of those losses, they're like, they could not believe that game got away from them, and it shouldn't have. They should, they, you know, they got every right to think they should be 13-1 right now themselves. Two games slithered away from them in the worst possible catastrophic moments that you can imagine a game getting away from a team. And they do what they did to the Dolphins, who, during a five-game winning streak of their own this season, people were saying, that's a Super Bowl team. Well, the Bills just lumped them up and held them on the field for 556, 15 plays, seven runs, seven passes, and deliberately ran the clock out to give them the final kick. This team, this team's going. They're 4-0 in their last, out of the last five weeks, they're 4-0 in games decided by one score. 4-0. They've had the toughest schedule coming down the, of all teams in the entire league. Their strength of victory, strength of schedule, and they've been injured the entire year doing it. So whether they get the home field advantage or not throughout the playoffs, <laughs> ain't nobody want a piece of this team. Nobody. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and what is looming larger and larger um, – is the Week 17 game. Yes, they got to take care of business. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This week in Chicago, but the week 17 game, Monday night football, January 2nd at Cincinnati, suddenly carries a lot more weight because Cincinnati leapfrogged into the number three seed after overtaking the Baltimore Ravens for the AFC North Division lead. Prior to that, Buffalo had the head-to-head tiebreakers against all the other AFC division leaders. Kansas City beat them head-to-head. Tennessee beat them head-to-head. Baltimore beat them head-to-head. The only team you did not beat head-to-head because you haven't played them yet, is the Cincinnati Bengals. And if the Bills hold serve this week, improve to 12-3, and and Cincinnati holds serve next week and improves to 11-4, and the Week 17 game is suddenly Jagundo. Because if – you like that? Yeah, I did. Because if – Caught me off guard. I was almost had <laughs> Sorry. a spit take there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I almost got Dr. Peppered. Uh, That's right. If – if Cincinnati, I mean, you want to talk about motivation, it's a game essentially for the top seed in the conference because yeah. Cincinnati also beat Kansas City, did they not? They did. Yeah. So they have the tiebreaker over Kansas City too, head-to-head. So Cincinnati, you beat Buffalo. Now you have the head-to-head on Buffalo. You have the head-to-head on Kansas City. And you're also 12-4 and because you just handed Buffalo their fourth loss in Week 17. Right. That is the game. Yeah, and that is the game. It's only it's week seventeen. I get it and all that, but here's the thing: um, 
They have they have the Patriots. The, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to play the Patriots this week while the Bills are playing Chicago. Then it's the Bengals and the and the Bills in that Week 17 game. And then the Bills have got the Patriots and the Bengals have got the Ravens, uh, two division teams. There's no, man, there's no guarantees how this whole thing's going to turn out. I don't have any idea. Kansas City's going to win out. You just got to kind of count on it, right? I mean, that's just the way those guys are going. They're, they're scuffling through a, they're scuffling through. Let's see. Let's see. They got five. They're scuffling six and one over their last seven games, right? I mean, they're just and they're scuffling along. They're, nobody can beat them. Cincinnati beat them by three during that whole stretch, and now they've got the Seahawks, the Broncos, and the Raiders. The Broncos and the Raiders are are they're la- despite what happened with the Raiders yesterday, they're laughing stock. I mean, come on. The Seahawks maybe, but the Chiefs are gonna they're gonna win out. You just got to count on it. So that game in week 17 is gigundamundo. Yeah. You're right. Break time for us here. When we come back, uh, Cincinnati native will be joining us. How about us tying the cities in with our guests today? That's pretty amazing. Unbelievable. You know, we're talking about the weather in Chicago. We bring in a native Chicagoan and Maddie. Now we're talking about the big week 17 game against Cincinnati. We bring in a Cincinnati native next in Eric Wood. Here for our number three on One Bill's Live. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 